Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. I've got the dog sucking on my ankles, talking <laughs> yes. to my ankles. I'm His gonna name take, is I'm Bo. Gonna, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my my shoes off so Bo can lick my toes. I mean, because if I'm gonna be here, I'm gonna have a hard on the entire time. I'm like, Same here. Speaking of hard ons, yeah. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I was gonna say, so we're gonna try to hang with Jeff today. Okay. Are you ready, Bo? I'm ready. Okay, because it's kind of tough. The last time we did, we went out for Italian food together, and I feel like I texted you after, but we ate and drank so much that the next day my back gave out. Yeah, that's common. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, not because of anything, like not because of anything physical, like because it's a standard go out with Jeff day. Exactly. Yeah. The doctor told me that it was severe inflammation mm-hmm. and asked what I had had the night before. And, and I was said like, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Kraft macaroni. It was because I had I had linguine with Jeff Kraft. Well, so I, thought you, I thought you said it was Italian food. Kraft macaroni is not well, Italian. That is Italian. It's like Taco Bell is a Mexican food. Kraft macaroni and cheese is, is literally Italian in America. It was like what? what someone would have said would have been like a very like Roman to quote-unquote friend date because we were out at an yeah. Italian place. It started raining and we needed to go like in the restaurant. But reality was like our food was getting soggy. I My back gave out the next day and I had to like work from home for a week. <laughs> and I had just given notice to my job too and I was like, I am flying high. Oh, that's right. We went out to celebrate that and everything and I yeah. just, I gave notice and I'm like, felt like Beyonce and then the next day I called in like what's our insurance at work and <laughs> like is it okay if I work from home for a week like it was the most demeaning like <laughs> like giving notice I've ever and had the doctor literally said it was because of the mac and cheese and he said it was sev- severe drinking. inflammation because I had had so much red wine and like linguine with Jeff that I think my body was like nope you have gout now <laughs> that, that, you have gout. <laughs> and then it took a disease for males adding that onto my Instagram that's <laughs> hang out with me long enough you're gonna get gout <laughs> <laughs> and so speaking of Hard on. <laughs> and then it's like, how do you stay fit? Because I also just saw a photo of you with um, who's the boy from Kipton? Yeah, Kipton. Yeah. yeah. So the boy from not the Bachelor. Or wait. Yeah, he was he was on the Bachelor pad and uh, yeah, Bachelorette. So was that like a, was that for your? Can you talk about what that project was? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I can talk about. It. It's not out yet, but uh, no, Kipton and I. Well, Kipton was on tonight in San Diego, and that's how I met him because of, right. of, of you. And so 
that guy, he's so good looking. He is so good. Speaking again of hard, there's gonna be a lot of hard on <laughs> moments here. I, think. I hope so. Speaking <laughs> of hard on, Kipton Locke. I mean, look him up. Um, but um, so yeah, so a girlfriend of mine, Samantha Goodstad, she is a, a content creator in LA, and uh, so she has shit. Shit, no one tells you or told you. So you know, you have a kid. It's like, oh, having a kid, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Well, no, the stuff that they didn't tell you. That's what they shoot this content about. And they have another little spinoff deal where they were saying, uh, talking about hot dads. Mm. So anyway, so they called me because, again, <laughs> just like you guys, everybody else said no. And so I came in. And uh, so and I, they, they had some other guy uh, that's actually on Bachelor right now. And I said, no, no, don't go with him. Go with somebody that actually has a kid. Yeah. Kipton. And so I called Kipton and um, so a yeah, kid that they know yeah. about too. A lot of people, a lot of them probably have kids that they are not aware of. Definitely, yeah. But Kipton like owns his kid. Or he not does. Owns he does. Owns him. He's what not is that? Whatever the Bought term is, cash, like actually. Is he Guatemalan or? <laughs> what? It, and so, have, it, does he live in San Diego? He does. Yeah, he lives up in North County. Okay, what's his address? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I've written on my hand still, <laughs> over my palm. So I was at home eating like once again linguine probably, and I'm scrolling through Instagram and I saw a picture of Jeff and Kipton, and I'm like, damn boy, for how much I feel like you partake in life and imbibe you're in such good shape i do not i honest i'm i'm being honest here i have not been to a gym on a regular basis with more than three days straight uh, in eight years okay so you you look good and you're a dickhead i'm I'm, I'm gonna put it out there i'm gonna put out it's the jeans but (laughs) my birthday's coming up soon and they say everything changes at that point so what what point on your birthday on on this particular birthday what is it how old are you gonna be 27 27 i don't think so (laughs) day one of comic-con is my birthday whoa 40 40. 40. the big four zero so i'm drinking as much as i can up until that date because then you know just i don't think it works exactly like that like you i read it's not like cinderella where it's like <laughs> the clock strikes midnight and bloop, your metazolo- <laughs> metabolism stops. I wish your answer was I get a workout from uh, carrying all the money I make from my boats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> I feel go. Like what, that would have been the best. <laughs> that's that's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, no, but Kip, you I mean you, you talk about it? You know, a guy that's in great shape. Kipton is in amazing shape, and um, there were sixteen abs between both of you guys. And God, you're and responsible. That guy, had, for... that guy had fourteen of them. Yeah, and, we uh, have four nice ones. God, <laughs> well. I don't, it's, I don't think that math added up. That, that was, <laughs> I didn't want to say that. But I, <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Meryl's like, there's an extra two in oh, there someplace. What? It's okay, Meryl. I was just reading. I was in my head. I was like, dilf, dilf, dilf. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> I was thinking, how do you spell dilf and all this kind of stuff? Yeah. How do you spell dilf? <laughs> how do you spell dilf and uh, you know a little bit of language uh, spelling there as oh, well. Oh, boy. But no, the, the thing with Kipton and I is going to be coming out very soon, and uh, I'll be posting it out there. And I have a new blog that's going to be coming out i'm going to share it on there as well so what's it about it's gonna be fun it's uh it's called on camera dad oh nice and so um you know i have a show b5 charlie um in august and then i have my son aiden who'll be 15 nice. in september so i've got a 10 year difference i got a boy i got a girl and it's basically balancing uh, a teenager and a five-year-old so basically and i've said this you know you know before is i have one kid my five-year-old that treats me like i'm god and then i have another <laughs> one that tells me why i'm not on a yeah. daily basis <laughs> And so managing that and, and the amount of travel that I do, um, being in the entertainment industry, there's a lot of fun things I get to do. But when I come home, it makes me extremely humble. Mm. And there's a lot of really fun things that come out of it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, sharing that to me is, is, is fun because that's a dynamic that a lot of people don't have, having that 10-year gap with two different, you know, two different ladies. Yeah, I bet. I yeah. Bet. So, I mean, two different moms and balancing all of those dynamics. It's interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to throw that out there. I've already seen the show Off Camera Dad. I lived it. 
off camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my dad just walking around in his boxer shorts and not paying any attention to me. <laughs> off camera, dad. Like, this, <laughs> this fall on Fox. Aww. One man, negligent one father. <laughs> Okay, so I want to mm. give a little bit yeah. of like a almost like a mini IMDb kind of rundown of of yourself, just so our people at home at home know the wonderfulness that is you that you've done in your career. Let the lies begin. Yeah. <laughs> so like you know a ten a fifteen second. Fifteen seconds is all you're giving him. <laughs> Tell us your entire life in fifteen seconds. My goodness. What if I time it? Like <laughs> and go. <laughs> I'm sure, let's do it. Whoops, time's up. Thank you. So when I was 20 years old, I got into the industry. I was I was actually I was playing football in high school. Oddly enough, I'm 160 pounds wet right now still. And, uh, and but he's I was definitely wet, guys. I am. I am. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> never, I've like never a seen. Wet burrito. I've never seen a guy come in his pants so quick. <laughs> well, you never saw a guy walk into your house with a life jacket on, <laughs> knowing he's going to be really wet. <laughs> what, so, if I, what if I just like moonwalk out of here and you guys are still? <laughs> <laughs> I go get gas and come back. <laughs> Do you have gas, Merle? Is that what you're saying? Um, so 20 years ago, I started off and I, uh, I was um, in high school and I was going to be a place kicker. My whole dream was going to be a place kicker in the NFL. That didn't work out. Um, Is the place kicker like the Charlie Brown character? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But I actually so kicked that. the ball. Lucy, so you, I never had Lucy as my holder. Okay, okay. So <laughs> she always kept it right there. <laughs> so I wanted to be a place kicker. It didn't work out. And uh, during that time, I was in Northern California. grew up in Stockton, California, the great town of – it's a great town to stop and get gas and keep going. Mm. Or you have a chance, 50-50 shot, that it's going to probably kill you if you do actually <laughs> hang out there in Stockton <laughs> long enough and you pump gas to fill your tank. <laughs> but um, so – it didn't work out, and so I, I got into modeling, oddly enough, when I was younger. That's and not so odd. it is odd. It, it's a very odd thing to say now. Back then, I thought, oh, it was the greatest thing, but it's not as great as it, as it sounds. So I did, there's a company called Structure back then. Now it's called Express. Oh, so Express yeah. bought Structure years ago, and so I was doing that for a while. And during that time, I got into commercials. Uh, from commercials, I got into uh, radio DJ. So I did country format. I did a ni- an 80s format actually here in San Diego. Uh, it was back in the day, B94.9, best of the 80s and more. So I did that. And um, and then it just kind of snowballed. Started doing live events. Um, people asked me if I would go on tour with them and I would be the MC. Then that turned into acting in L.A., moved to L.A. for a couple of years. And then I was hosting at the same time. And my agent said, you know what? You're getting a lot more jobs as a host than, than an actor. Uh so basically, I'm a shitty actor. I was just going to say, that's um, a really nice way of saying you're a horrible yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't acted in about 10 years, uh, seriously acting. Uh, so, and that's basically how it is. I mean, I've, I started off in that, and I've run the gamut from behind the camera, in front of the camera. I've done, you know, producing, uh, film financing, everything in between. And um, yeah, it's, that's basically the, the cliff notes of the industry that I've uh, I started in. Okay, and so for people that might not know, too, what's the difference between an event host and an MC, if there is one? Well, an event host is a live event MC. So it's basically the same thing. Okay. You're emceeing an event for a live crowd. Mm-hmm. So um, I've done that for a long time. I still do that. Um, conferences, you go to a corporate conference, you go to anywhere, there's a live crowd that's there. There's no cameras that are there. You are a live event MC. Wow. I, f- I think I met you at Fashion Week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, me and my uh, partner, my <laughs> business partner, we were doing live <laughs> art there. Yeah. So we were doing paintings and stuff like that. I think we've been to a couple of ep- uh, different uh fashion events week. together yeah definitely yeah I, I, mean, I, I still host fashion week san diego um do that every year with allison and andrews it's yep. uh it's great and um so that's 
So you're like the who are you wearing type of person at I, that time, or I I am. You know, it's usually well, if you're asking me, it's usually you know Target or Zara. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's, it's structure like uh, no no more. Ex- I do wear some Express, so I always it's structure is always there. It's always going to be structure <laughs> for me, not Express. Which I need to see some of those old photos. You want to oh, see those? Absolutely. Let's post one. Yes. We, Send us one. We're going to we're going to use it as our our photo for the week. Yep. Like, yep. That's going to be your week. promo photo. Is yeah, like, that'll be really great. Wow. The more like European you can look, the better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the speedo that goes up my ass. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> and I then, used to not have hair on my ass. <laughs> what are some of the um, like offbeat events that you have hosted before? Because I know you're actually a spokesperson for, is it the rare disease thing? Or what's, the, what's that one? Yeah, I, I've uh, Sanofi Genzyme. I did that um, for those guys for a few years. So rare disease, they hired me whenever they had a conference. Uh, every year it's in a different part of the country. And they would have me come out and MC the entire thing. And be the, basically be the moderator of what's going on at yeah. the conference and keep things going, the flow, the format, and, and bringing light um, to these subjects because obviously there are some really uh, dark things that are happening with people that are involved with a, a childhood disease or anything, whether it's Gaucher, whether, it doesn't matter what it is. It's really, really tough. Well, I've got to balance that. And they really like the way that I did that. And I've been proud to be able to do that for a few years. That's awesome. And it's almost like you're an actor in Grey's Anatomy for that because you don't want to, you have to know the terms that you're saying and it's not crazy. be like, yeah. how do you pronounce this word with 11 syllables? And, and the great thing about when it comes to rare disease, the only good thing is I don't have to say the entire sentences. It's acronyms for everything. Uh, so SARS. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I mean, you, you hate to laugh at that, but no, that is the good thing because you cannot, you don't even know what letter it starts with when you see these words. This is silent. O, a silent P, a silent R. Okay, great. The symbol for boron. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, my first year doing it actually was, um, you know, having fun with the acronyms uh, because to me that that's the only thing that I could have fun with. But there's some really serious things that uh, that go on there. And do you work with people that like? Do you write your own material or do you mm-hmm. you do and then you submit it to like their yeah, team? I, I'm sure. I do. I give them an overview, kind of what I'm going to be doing. But a lot of the times, mostly in my life overall, I don't know what I'm going to say until after I say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's me covering up what I just I said. I was just going to say that's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually kind of what happens. Have you ever fucked up hard? Like just like really bad? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Can um, you tell me like yeah. like maybe the most embarrassing moment for you in a live setting like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, there was recently, and, and it hasn't happened in a while, but the older that I've gotten, you kind of get the, I just don't give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be who I am, and this is, they know me. They know who I am. It's, it, it's nothing new. They know what I'm about. So I did, I talked at a conference. I talked, it was, it was a you know, serious conference. I'm not going to mention the conference because, well, we're not going to mention the conference. But, you know, they had said, don't do this, don't do that, so all these don'ts. Yeah. But at no. the same time, my job was to make sure that the next day, because everybody drinks at these conferences where they come into town, uh, is to make sure that everybody's having a good time. We're going to call a couple of people out, and we're going to get into the, the, to the show format. And uh, so what I did is at a, at a table the night before, there's a lot of the women sitting at the table. They were talking about prostitutes. They were talking about somebody found cocaine <laughs> in a room. Somebody talk- and I brought all that up in the opening remarks. I said, you I know, really I hope said, this is like the Christian leaders of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, also, by the, way. Was, <laughs> the priesthood of San Diego or something else. The anti-drug. Yeah, it was pretty close to that. OK. Um, so and they definitely did not like that. A lot of people laughed. And, uh, and the people that came up to me afterwards said, said what were you thinking? Oh. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, just having a good time. I didn't say this is what people were doing. This right. is the topics that the, com- the content that we had at the table that I was sitting at last night was this. Yes. 
And they said, we shouldn't say that. I'm like, well, you know who I am. Yeah. You know what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, no yeah. surprise. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's, there's some things I definitely should keep to myself. And now, I now part of your uh, MC job uh, when you do those live events, it is to tell some jokes and to lead, uh, you know, conversation A to B and to sort of get people riled up. So you say jokes, right? You'll, <laughs> you'll do some comedy. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever had a joke fall so flat that it was like people booed? Yeah. No, they have not booed. Okay. Um, verbally. Uh, you can see it in their eyes. There's mm. a B-O-O-O-O-O-O <laughs> in their eyes going, that was really rough. And uh, But, I mean, as an MC, as an on-camera personality, no matter who you are, what you do at that moment, your job is to just read the crowd and react. Yeah. And so whenever something like that happens, and it will continue to happen no matter who you are, how yeah. good of a comic you are, because you're always trying out material, your job is to go, well, that just didn't go well. Yeah. And I'm glad you guys all acknowledge that by saying nothing and doing nothing <laughs> and just staring at me because it's working so well. So where do we go from here? You're, and yeah. then you have yeah. an awkward pause because then you bring them into it. So yeah. that's kind of, as, as an MC, your job is to make fun of yourself. So yeah, that's how I met Jeff is I worked on a local TV show called Tonight in San Diego. And Jeff was the very awesome host and constantly someone that uh, when people from out of town and even in town would come, I feel like you really gave the show a very polished and professional look mixed with us having a ton of fun. So that's how, uh, just a little background on how we met. We did, we, had, we did have a lot of fun. We, we did have we a had, lot of we fun. We had a ton of fun. And out of and it's, you didn't get paid for it. Right. You know, you, you were you were a hyper-local hyper host on a show that was not on a TV network that people in the live audience came to see. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you're, you're a part of something. You're a part uh. of something that is special to you and the people that are there. The trick is getting people there and seeing it. Because yeah. yes. once they were there, it actually was so much fun for all of us. And for me, it's still one of my most special projects that I've worked yeah, on. Yeah, me too. I feel like the stuff that we kind of all went through yeah. as a team was like, like it will never happen. Even probably like legitimate news stations, I'm sure. I mean, they have you guys have special moments there, but there's not like kind of the underdogs winning or, you know, the little successes that we had along the way. Yeah, it, it's and then, it's there's a lot of late night talk show hosts out there. Um, seven of them, I think. So <laughs> a lot of <laughs> how many cities have late, their own late night talk shows that shot in a TV format? Yeah. There's um, my, my, rarely any. My boy, shout out to uh, the night show Maine. That's the only ones oh, I know because they're my and good friend. Danny. So good. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I really do like those. Honestly, guys for the while, I feel like if they reached out to me because they're like, you guys are the only other ones that we know of that opposite are doing the side. Same you thing. you yeah. cannot get more opposite when it comes to states as well. Yep. And I love them because I think you probably saw I posted this, but um, in Maine, they were not allowed to buy a billboard. So Danny did like a fuck you and bought a billboard here in San Diego. So they were advertising the night show Maine here and the news came out here and then ended up feeding it to them out there. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, yeah. It was right in like, and they bought it in the worst area. It was like a very dilapidated block on like University Heights and stuff. So you have like, you know, cash here, fast cash, jack in the box. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's like the night show Maine. <laughs> and I'm like, that is the ultimate, like, ins that's funny. That's so funny. And I feel like that's a real prank that like Conan or Jimmy Kimmel would do where yeah. they yeah. took like a restriction and then that's said, good. we're going to make like a bigger news story out of it. And so I had the opportunity to work with some amazing people and they're going to continue to be amazing and more amazing and more amazing than me. So, and that's what, that was fun. Just yeah. knowing what I, what, what I got to work with. It was fun. Me. And then from that, you jumped to the, the NBC? Yeah, NBC. <laughs> San Diego NBC. Yeah, that's what I did. And then you were, are you still doing, is it the same thing that you were doing at NBC? Like the goods and all that? All yeah, that the stuff? goods is gone. 
It wasn't as good, but it wasn't my fault. I swear it was not actually my fault, and they did tell me that. No, it's just the format. You know, you got digital streaming. You got everything coming out. That's it. It's really affected TV yes. um, uh, a lot. So the goods is gone, and the sales department at NBC has decided to go a different route. Uh, but, yeah, no, I still work with NBC. It's the second year. They've actually, um, uh, no, two and a half, almost th- three years now. They had never had a host that had worked, uh, a station host. They always switched it every year. And um, they all said, you know, they don't want to do that, which was a great compliment. I, had, I appreciated, um, you know, them letting me stay on. And they have all kinds of great plans in 2019. Um, but my title is station host. And so I basically uh, host the station, host the station. It wouldn't be around if I wasn't there. I've got a question for you because Meryl sort of hinted that there was a funny thing that had happened with you because you're, you are an actor. And so you've done commercials before. And then you're also on as a host. And so... Can you fill me in on this story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, th- I know what you're talking about here. So the, the STDs is a part of everybody's life. <laughs> and, not uh, mine yet, successfully. Not yours. There's you, still time. Then you need to go to Vegas a lot more. Because <laughs> oh, we yeah, all right. know Vegas. what happens in Vegas we stays do. in Vegas. And we'll talk about you in Vegas in a little bit. Except for herpes. Yep. Um, so it was not a personal story. It was a scripted story. But yeah, no, I did a, th- a thing for up to SD.org. And um, it was airing, and there was all kinds of really great things. And, and I, this was five, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was. And I shot these things. So, like little like PSAs or commercials they about were, STDs? They were PSAs, and there was also mental health, schizophrenia. Oh, that's oh, what okay. it was. That is what it was. Okay, yes. it was schizophrenia, but <laughs> I did an, SD, I did an SD, uh, STD one, which I guess you guys weren't talking about. No. But, you know, while we're talking about it. <laughs> Do you it have any cream? A- <laughs> because uh, I mean, I'm starting to get a little nervous here. And okay, no, which makes it think, fucking god, it was it's schizophrenia. Is it the was, one I was thinking of. schizophrenia, but um, so yeah, it aired a lot, and I had a lot of friends, like friends I've known for a long time, text me, email me, <laughs> call me, Jab, I had no idea. I mean, you've hidden it so well. It's like. It's inner, it's TV, and, and, and some of them I just played it because they were so passionate, and they started sharing stories <laughs> of their own. Like, me too. Oh my yes, God. it was. And then you it, can't stop and go, actually, no, I'm good. Did it, you say me too, and him too, and her too, and us too? I, I, it no was, offense. No. It, it, it was before the Me Too mov- movement. So I, it was, you know, none of, it was very interesting. I had people calling me and texting me and emailing me, and they're telling me their personal stories, and it's like, I didn't know if I should or shouldn't, because right. that makes them feel very awkward. Like, oh, because I don't have that. Yeah. In those stories that they were telling me, they had never told in a single soul except <laughs> for their families. <laughs> and they were emailing me directly. This wasn't a, you know, a forum. Right, right, right. And so I, it was, it was, it was, it was really interesting. Um, but when I got on NBC, what was really interesting <laughs> is when I started having a commercial on NBC airing once or twice, you know, uh, we would shoot one or two a week and they would air a ton of times. You'd have an NBC <laughs> spot and you have a schizophrenia spot immediately following it. <laughs> and, and, you and you're in both. <laughs> and I'm in both. And here's a funny thing that how it kind of everything sparked. People started calling NBC and giving them praise. Thank you so much. You guys took a chance. On this individual, and we can all relate to him. And I get a call from one of the big producers at NBC saying, we thought, we told you in your contract you can't do any other commercials. I shot this five years ago. I didn't even know they were still running it. Right. Yeah, so it was interesting when you have bam, bam. You know, it's like, be hey, it's so a NBC7 station host, blah, 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 blah. Jerome's, Jerry, this is. You ever had an issue with schizophrenia? <laughs> I have. <laughs> but I get through it. I have lots of great friends. <laughs> 
I just, I just, in my mind, I imagine this idea that there'd be a commercial and then it would go live to you, <laughs> and then you'd be had been on the commercial. Oh. Because when you're <laughs> absolutely, I'd have that blank stare on my face. Oh. Welcome back to NBC. <laughs> <laughs> I would change my name, Jeff Scott. You know, some of my middle name. I go to Jeff Scott, which yeah. that was oh God, definitely that not so me funny. in that commercial. <laughs> I thought it was STDs, but I am even happier that it was that. But well, no, we're not making fun of schizophrenia. We're just making fun of. No, we're not making fun of STDs either. It affects everybody. What an interesting idea that like I always think that about STD commercials when you see them mm-hmm. or when someone just has a commercial for the weirdest product or yeah. some disease. It's like people know that person. It's oh, a real yeah. person. And it's like if you actually had STDs, would you do a commercial about STDs? Hey, if the probably right. not. Probably not. You probably wouldn't want to broadcast that to the world. I have my price. So then yeah. those people automatically. Yeah, I, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> some what? of us have lower standards though <laughs> hey if Abriva's gonna pay me eighty thousand dollars i'm talking about herpes yeah. you know i'm just saying <laughs> what if like every single month it's like oh that guy has schizophrenia herpes <laughs> polio yeah like 20 years ago I'll be you whatever you want you're like walking it on a like with like a loop like a polio cane or something three four hundred thousand dollars a year i mean i'll i'll, I mean, I'll give you a testicle i'll have i'll have cancer <laughs> testicular cancer which i have friends that have testicular cancer as well i can't i'm making fun of everything that i have friends that have oh, that man. you know but no it's I mean, everybody does have their price, like you said. I genuinely think that... But they're all actors. When you're watching TV people out there that are listening right now, when you're watching TV, 99% of them are actors, even though at the bottom of the screen it says actual... You know, portrayal. Uh, this person does have this. No, a it, real customer. Oh, like the depression. Yeah. Yes, like Cymbalta or something like that. Something. It, there, we're, it's a lot of actors, but there are serious topics. It's all like catchy little words and ways to trick people and things like that. Yeah. It's like when the, somebody says, "Oh, this is America's favorite whatever." I'm like, they just paid some woman named America to say it's her favorite. <laughs> you know, America's favorite French fries. <laughs> yeah, they were. I like them. <laughs> you know, it's like I know it's just bullshit like that. I agree. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that. It was funny. Oh, we're gonna switch gears real quick. Roll call. And now it's time for the camper of the week. I'm pulling out a DM from Logan. Okay. Now, both DM means like direct message. So I know. I know what getting slid into someone's DM. I think that's how they say it. Isn't Jeff, it? you better not be sliding. You're still under DMs. forty, so tell me what it means. No, he has one DM, his wife, that he slides into. <laughs> <laughs> I will delete your Instagram if I ever find out you're sliding oh, into more DMs. Okay. She's so. Let's move on cool. to the sleeping. Okay. Night. Anyway, so Logan. Hi, Logan. Uh, he hey, wants Logie. to know. Do we think is Kanye a genius? And oh, this is perfect for this. And also, how does mental health and depression? <laughs> we did not plan it this way. Link with talk about a segue. That's crazy. You guys, you guys are money. Oh, Thank you. Yes. That's really crazy. I did not honestly plan that. Uh, how does mental health and depression link with creativity and intelligence? Uh, who's going to go first? I'll go. No, first. you're going to you go, go first. So you're perfect because uh, let's just talk about Kanye yeah, as a. Uh, as a wizard, as a genius, as somebody special. I have you heard his music? There's not a damn thing that is special. I okay, we'll go back to Tristan. She <laughs> says, my wife Tristan, she says, he's a genius. Have you heard the lyrics? I have heard the lyrics. There's nothing genius about it's crazy to me that people say stuff like this. I can go on a rant because Tristan <laughs> and I have gone back and forth on this, and it's absolutely crazy we, to we me. We struck a nerd. I a think nerve. I think you're oh, all, you're man. one or the other. I don't think there's yes. anybody that goes. I don't know. I mean, if you know who Kanye is, yes, yeah. there of course are people who are like who you know, like my dad would be like, who? What's a Kanye? Do you think like original Kanye was was 
not, I don't hate to use I the think word Con- genius, I think too. Kanye's been a douche nozzle since day one. Really? He's a, a spoiled little brat whose mom told him he was everything and perfect and all this stuff, and then he just believes it. And I feel like he's not done one thing that's been positive to give back to society other than make some fucking music that people go, yeah, I like that. Jesus walks. Get it. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I think he's, I think he's I junk. I think he's junk, and he does so much hurt now. So much hurt in the, in the words he, he uses. Ta- he, takes, he takes advantage of people that are looking for an answer, that are looking for something that they can't give to themselves, and they live by his words, and it's words that he's thinking about, like we all do, sitting on the toilet, and you come up with it yeah. right That's like clear, that. because That's his last it. song was like, poopity scoop, scoopity yeah. poop. Man, it's like, are you yeah. kidding me? These are your lyrics? I'm like, this is a and joke. And he says, poopity scoopity scoop, scoop, over and yeah. over and yeah. Over and he'll he'll change it as every rapper I feel like these days. I mean, there's been some really talented rappers over the years when I grew up back in the '90s. Uh, but I mean, nowadays, especially with Kanye, I hate when people say genius. Yeah, yeah. it's too that easy is, to genius throw. Genius is definitely. I think over. genius is when you say someone has made a lot of money doing something ridiculous, and like, wow, he must be smarter than everybody else. That's anybody he's a now. Genius in the the way that he's constructed himself. Like, I think he's crazy. I think he's he is he has obviously lost it over the last couple months. Well, I right. mean. Yeah, well, when you're in the industry, as long as he's been and who he's married to, yeah. you're going to turn, speaking of mental health, let's go back to that, you are going to have some sort of mental health issues because the industry is going to affect you, sure. uh, social media is going to affect you, whatever, it affects you no matter what, but even before that, he was, uh, he, he didn't offer anything to anybody. Yeah, he's he so narcissistic, doesn't. he just, yeah. he, he, that whole moment, the, you know, it's... <sighs> Do you ever like somebody so much in the world of like anything, movie, actor, uh, artist, musician, and then you meet them and then you go, oh, bummer, you're an asshole. It's like, I feel like I didn't need to meet Kanye to realize like, ah, oh, you're a total dick. Yep. You know, I've met artists that I was totally into their work and then I meet them and then I'm like, Ugh, no, you've ruined it. And I've had the opposite where I meet them and they're, they're amazing. But it's see, like, I don't need my people to be nice. Like I like your if someone's people? What does that the mean? people I look up to like, or the, you want them to be a little crazy. <laughs> like I don't mind it. So I love Alanis Morissette so much, but I don't mind if her and like Tori Amos and Michael Stipe are, are assholes. I don't think they are, but I don't mind it because I'm like, Oh, you're, a different, it takes like, yeah. It takes a possible asshole to bring the creativity that they bring to everybody else. Maybe I get that. Maybe I, and I, uh, you give them a little bit more because they see things differently and they yeah. react to things differently. But what they give back and what they offer to everybody else, uh, all of us, is special. Yes. And so you give them that, and that's okay. Kanye doesn't give us anything except that's a good shit. point. That's a good uh, point. Like yeah. Lady Gaga is yep. batshit crazy, but she gives a lot. Absolutely, and, and yeah. she's passionate. She's truly passionate. And not passionate because she put a hashtag somewhere and she's got to be passionate because that's a hashtag. She's passionate about something. She feels it. She she gives it. And um, she doesn't give a shit. You, I'm sure you travel to other countries. And a lot. Yeah. When I go to other countries, people think that we're all the same way from what they see on TV. So they thought, I remember going to Japan the first time, like, does everyone carry a gun in America? <laughs> because in every movie... Every oh my person gosh. is practically carrying a gun. You know, in Texas, everybody's got a gun. It's like, no, it's not like that. Or do you guys, do you know Kim Kardashian? Like, <laughs> how big do you think America is? You know what I mean? There's just some people that just don't have that complete story. Yeah. And so their assumption is, you know, when you're talking about somebody in Beirut watching American television and they've never been here, it's like their idea of us is very different. And ours is different for them, too, you know? What they need to know is just listen to music. The only person that really has a gun in America is Janie. I mean, Janie's got a gun. That's, that's it. And um, I mean, that's, she, that's the only ones that have a gun. You know, I was in China for a month recently, and um, I, it's interesting. That's one of the countries that I've been to that most people 
do not speak English and they don't care about speaking English. Yeah. It's just, it's very segregated, obviously, from uh, American culture. Um, so when going over there, people want to take pictures of you just because of the way you look. Yeah. You're African-American, you're black. People want to take pictures of oh you my with you. So and true. It's so so what is, do they say, like, you, and then do they just pose with the camera or they, something? They, or? they do. They want to come up. The kids, I had lots of kids wanting to take pictures of them because they had never seen a white person before. Um, and even on the crew when I had over there, there was a couple of guys that were black guys and they were just, just the best guys. And like, why is everybody staring at me? Yeah. yeah. And so our translator said, we were in a, an area called Iwu, uh, China, and he said they've literally never, ever seen anybody except on magazines or anything that they possibly have you know, seen, somebody that was black in real life. Wow. It's the craziest thing. That's, and that absolutely is true. It is. So go, going over there and doing that and experiencing something like that is uh, it's eye-opening. But yeah, we're talking to some of the people that do speak English over there. They want to say the same things. They want to know exactly who do you live next to, uh, what's going on in the industry. They don't necessarily talk about guns, but they want to talk about the entertainment industry. In China specifically, they live for American entertainment. Yeah. Um, they don't get a lot of it. Yeah, there's only a over l- there. In China, you can only uh, release so many American films yeah, in right. China a year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, so there's like, what is it, 25 or something like that something a year? Something like that, yeah. And so what you're seeing now in the industry, especially I, I, I've seen it in Marvel films, uh, they start filming scenes in China, in Hong Kong, and things like that. That way they have a better chance of getting into that market. That's right. Because part of the movie takes place oh. in China. So like uh, recently, I think uh, Black Panther had a large part of it taking place in Hong Kong. And it's like, you'll see this happen, and that way they have uh, like Chinese actors. Like billions of people. Yeah, and it's like, to- oh, the, the biggest Chinese star is in this bit part in ant-man or something like that and it's like okay now they can release that film because it's got a chinese star that's in it. so interesting it's so crazy yeah there's so many things like that happening there is there is it uh, when i was over there i met a lot of uh, russian ladies beautiful ladies and they started off as being hired as escorts in china for the really rich guys yeah, let's talk more about that and then uh yeah <laughs> i'll tell you what but i uh, know the women are beautiful but then they they got out of the industry and they got into entertainment and they started learning Chinese yeah. and they'd been doing it for about seven, eight years and they're absolutely fluent in Chinese. And that's what they do. They they do Chinese films and they're shooting films all the time. Every single week they're shooting different films and TV shows and they, they want that American look that can speak Chinese and Russians are willing oh to do gosh. anything they can to to get out of Russia um, or be successful in the entertainment industry. And China is one of the places they go. Wow. I don't yeah. know who told me this story, but they had a friend who went to China uh, just to, because they, they decided they were going to go to China and uh, take some time on their own. OK. And they got over there. They learned Chinese and it was just some white dude. And he ended up hosting a game show because he learned like he legitimately learned Chinese. And it was like, oh, you know, Chinese. Well, let's put you on TV. Yep. And so he become the became the host of this uh, game show. I was asked the <laughs> same exact thing to do a game show. <laughs> A Chinese game show. They That's said, do awesome. you speak Chinese? I said, well, it depends. Can you dub my voice? Yeah. Oh, I can speak anything yeah. you want yep. if you could dub my voice. I do not speak Chinese whatsoever. Yeah. Well, depending on how many gym beans and cokes I've had, <laughs> yeah. I can speak whatever. <laughs> Mandarin. Seven. Fluid Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. Seven as of right now. So, <laughs> usually I sound like Rodney Dangerfield after a while. <laughs> or Sylvester Stallone. I was just going to say, so, that was the, the worst Rodney Dangerfield yeah. I've ever heard. That was a good Chinese Stallone. Chinese Roger Dangerfield hey, yo, fucking boy, a Russian yeah, escort. I was doing that. Yeah. This is my so, impression my, of Aziz Ansari. All right? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I need to know more really quickly yeah. about the Russian escorts. Do they see an American and think like, oh, that's money for us too? No, or, not no, at all. Because I feel like, okay, nope. okay. They, they did not because they were where the money was at. 
they know that just because they see an American person that's, that's doing TV is not going to get them to America. They're smart enough. They speak fluent English. They speak, you know, obviously Russian and fluent Chinese. They're doing what they need to do. But, of course, they're going to say, if you have anybody, if you know anybody, hit me up on WeChat, which is their text, their thing. It's WeChat is what they all communicate on. And it's actually a really great platform. I like it better than our, any of ours. But, um, but, yeah, no, they're aware of it, but they don't uh, – they don't, I'm not – Drawing them in. Okay. They're they're making enough money and doing really well. Right, right. Because I feel like like the Shanghai hookers. Well, you don't see, leave, yeah. you don't <laughs> leave being an escort to go be the host of something and make less. No, no, no. That no, sounds no. like sounds like you're doing. You know, that's a that's an upwards movement. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I tried to sell tonight in San Diego to one of them and said, if you want to really be <laughs> successful, <laughs> <laughs> we've got some monitors. Go to plugged. San Diego. That's so funny because <laughs> I did tonight in San Diego. Then I became a Russian hooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sloping. It's kind of a lateral move. I don't yeah. even know. What when you start with nothing and you get something, you're successful. <laughs> <laughs> this comes out of absolutely nowhere, but I keep on forgetting to to say it with Jeff's MC work. There was one month where I saw you um, on as the commercial of the Coronado Ferry. Oh, that's right. And then like two weeks prior to that, we were at a Monster Jam like truck rally or something and you were the voice sunday, of that sunday sunday <laughs> and my boyfriend is like what is up with jeff craft and why is he wait on, but you also everything? didn't you you were saying earlier that you had done something for uh casinos right oh yes yeah. oh my gosh please we, we please. can go on and on with different mc like, we're work going to TV. we want to hear about all of it i like the idea that you were the face of like a casino because it was a character right yes. it was a character it's a character called jack potts because <laughs> we all want to hit the jackpot well i was jack potts and um, so for three months, this is when we were shooting tonight in San Diego. Yeah. I would actually be in Vegas five nights um, throughout the week. So we would shoot uh, sun. We would shoot Tuesday, no, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I would fly home Sunday night, shoot the show tonight in San Diego on Monday night, hang out with the family on Tuesday, fly back their earliest flight on Wednesday, jump right in the jackpots van, get dressed, and start doing our thing. So we did that three months. And it was it was wild. And but yeah. was your, did you have to like it was was it like a publisher's clearinghouse? It was. It was okay. like publisher. It was. It was like seriously like publisher's clearinghouse. I would knock on doors. My name was Jack Potts. I had billboards all over. <laughs> I had cardboard cutouts of me in nineteen different casinos around uh, Vegas because it was Stations Casinos, which oh. they own everything, even on Palace a, Station, all that Palace, stuff. Palace, yeah. all Hangover. You know the oh. Hangover movie Hangover that that were you know. Met his girlfriend, the dentist. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so that was one of their casinos, is right there. If you um, like pause, is there like three billboards of you in the background? Or no, because it was no, shot okay. way before that. Uh, <laughs> darn it! They, I definitely be. would have been on the cutting room floor of that. But um, but you know, jackpots. I mean, I was. I knocked on doors and I gave checks, literal money to people by simply swiping their players' club card. And I we, we would they would do like a random drawing. I would knock on doors and say, "Hey, what's going on?" People would go crazy. Oh my goodness, jackpots are here! And I would give them money. Hey, you swiped. You did this. How do you feel? What are you going to do with this money? And I did that for three months. It was awesome. It that's was kind really, of really cool. That's kind of a cool thing. Did to you do, have though? any like pit bulls lunge at you at people's houses or anything? <laughs> no, like that? I oh. never did. What's I the worst? Did. did you have any bad stories or shit stuff that happened during that? Uh, you know, there was one. There were they that you see drugs, you see uh, everything on the table because um, <laughs> it was a hyper local. It was a it was. I mean, Stations Casinos is a locals casino. This isn't Aria. This isn't you know Madeleine Bay. This yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, nothing yeah. on the strip. There, there's some of it. Like you know, you've got Red Rock, you've got uh, Green Valley Ranch. Those are station casinos. Um, those are the two nicest ones they have. But um, 
but yeah, we opened. I knocked on the door. Somebody opened the door. He was in a wife beater. He was in short shorts, oh and you gosh. can see dust on his nose. <gasps> literally doing some cocaine <laughs> on the table, the copy table, with his ninety-four-year-old girlfriend, and he was probably twenty-six. And <laughs> wow. they, they were saying, "I said, you just did. You just won money and blah blah. I'm jackpots and blah blah." And he was like, "Dude, that's awesome, man. You're gonna just give me money? Yeah. Didn't even know I entered into this. You and, standing and, at like a drug per user's house saying, "I'm jackpots." It's just like yeah. Amazing. Part of Definitely. it, you have to ask them, what are you going to do with the money? He's like, uh, I'm going to snort it. Man. Yeah. So yep, did you exactly. snort it off the check with him? No, no, not with him. I snorted yeah, off the 94-year-old's ass. Oh, so I said, bend yes. over. If we're going to shoot this and we're live, we're going to do this now. And I can attest to yeah. the amount of uh, signs you had. I was randomly like, I don't, I'm trying to think why I was in Vegas by myself for a weekend. I, I don't know why I was in Vegas by myself. But uh, you and I had dinner and then we went to the the one of the casinos that you were at. And it was like, once again, you were in China where everyone wanted to take a picture of you. And <laughs> this time it was jackpots. And there was like legitimate, I've never seen like signs and everything like that. Of, like I've never seen a person have cardboard cutouts in yeah. in the casino. Like, That's my friend. Leave it to Jeff. Yeah. So I yeah, got so my, we took pictures with us. Yeah, it was very. The three of us. <laughs> me, me and you. I yeah, still have that right. cutout. <laughs> I take a bubble bath. With, I mean, uh, oops, I respect it. <laughs> but that's amazing. Yeah, that was that was an, that was a really interesting time. I enjoyed that. Um, it was I did. I felt like a celebrity in Vegas, which you never feel like a celebrity in Vegas unless you have a really a, a lot of money. Yeah. And I did it, and I appreciated what Station Casinos did, and it was a really great program. And um, it, it was it was fun. It was seeing Vegas on a totally different side of things. And uh, now I can never go back to Vegas and 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 be like, oh, let's go do Vegas. It's, right. it's, it's very different now. That would be awesome to do that if you were single. If you had that like thing oh, happen, yeah. were you single yeah. all the time? You were married, probably. No, no, no. Because my wife would come out. My wife and Charlie and sometimes Aiden would come out and stay in the house that they let you know. Oh, that's live amazing. In. I was gonna yeah. say yeah. that'd yeah. be the best thing to do as a single person. Like, oh, you're the spokesperson, so you you go out on a date and you just see you everywhere. It's like, oh, it's just, it's just me. Don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. make it a big. You Oh, my, cu- yeah. my cutout will call you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my cutout will call you. Do they you. need like another character named like Buffet? Like I'll be like Buffy <laughs> and A or something. And I could just Buffy hang out by a. the lobster because I fucking love all the lobster buffets. And I feel like on that trip by myself, I hung out with you. And then I just remember a whole lot of like Caesar's Palace buffets by myself too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're looking for somebody named Buff A, but if they are, it's a horrible, have it's your, a horrible name. <laughs> yeah, have your cutout. Call I'll have on. my cutout call you directly. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's the like gymnastic stuff that you do? Gymnastic stuff. That's what I or like. Well, it depends on how much I've had to drink and how flexible <laughs> I feel. Or wait, you uh, you do something very like you're the spokesperson of something famous in in a world where people do like flips and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a, they they do these flippy things, and I've learned what they are. They're called back tucks, and they do the cheer and dance world. I think That's you're talking it. about that. Yes, cheer and dance world. So mm-hmm. you're the once again. See, there really needs to be a documentary. You're the main host of that competition. Well, there's a lot of different cheer and dance companies around the country. Um, so I work with, uh, you know, a couple of different ones. Of course, a lot of people know the ones that are on ESPN, the worlds that happen in Orlando, uh, Walt Disney World, um, where, you know, teams from all over the world come and they compete and try to be the world champion of the world. So, um, but I, I do stuff here nationally. And um, the world championships, they called me and they said, hey, would you be interested in doing this? I said, yes, here is my rate. They said, we don't pay that. I said, well, then I'm not going to be there. Because, I mean, to me, I'm not a cheer and dance guy. I dated a cheerleader once. Uh, (laughs) But I was never a cheerleader, whether a base, a flyer, didn't matter what it was, a tumbler. I was never that. You were a football Um, player. So you had already already essentially judged cheering before. But now I know I never judged cheering. Well, I meant because you dated a cheerleader. I did. I did. I you judged her judgment. all the time. Yeah. There yes. you go. Yeah, definitely. 
But uh, so you were the football. Are you eating that? Really? <laughs> really? You're eating that? <laughs> okay, that's fine. Aren't you going to do a tuck later? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Did you, now you weren't prom king, but did you like MC the prom king event? It's amazing. Of like the very first dance, you were like. Welcome to the stage. Like, I never did. A very popular guy. I, I wish. Back then, I was not an MC when I was a nice guy. I never Aww. did that. But no. So the, the cheer dance. So there's you know a lot of different companies, and they hire me as a freelancer to go ahead, and I call out the teams. I interview the the, uh, the coaches. I'll interview the uh, the athletes. And um, it's really, really inspiring to see what these kids can do. It's it's I It's probably one of my favorite live event MC things that mm. I do. Um, they pay the, uh, these particular companies. They pay my day rate, which you know is a, is a very high rate because I'm working a lot. When you do cheer and dance, you got to maintain an elevated uh, mentally, physically to a certain degree. You've got to have an energy that's you're trying to replicate what they're bringing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Each of these teams have two and a half minutes, literally two and a half minutes, to lay down a routine and be perfect, and that's all they've got is two and a half minutes. Well, if there's 180 teams or 200 teams oh that are playing, gosh. I've got to be that same person that they are for two and a half minutes for 12 hours. And that's crazy. It's nuts. And it's like it's building nuts. suspense, too, because I feel like you have all these families that this is probably the pinnacle of their whole yeah. year. So it's like they're hanging on your words. Is there scoring that you announce like right then and there? Like, are you the ones that are like, I've conferred with the judges? No, or- I mean, there's there's no score. I mean, there's scoring that's happening. I'm not announcing the scoring. And uh, but I am creating some sort of a draw. I'm some I'm trying to create a little bit of drama. And uh, with that drama, I am, you know, just I'm playing it up as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do things that other MCs had never done in the industry. But I had done so many other things in every industry, you know, possible that to me, that's what I really enjoy. I like bringing things th- from Monster Jam um, into cheerleading. Well, they had never seen that before. Well, for me, that's what I always did. So I would go out into the crowd. I would do whatever I needed to do in order to create something really spectacular, and they enjoyed that. And so in that industry, yeah, I mean, I'm the the highest, well, not the highest paid, I say. My what a rate dickhead is, over my here. My rate Jeez. is higher than any other MC, but I Good. offer a ton more than anybody else will. You are, I was going to say you're the Kanye of MCs, but you're definitely not. You're, <laughs> you're the, definitely you're the, the Kanye. Jeff of MCs. Yeah. Also, I, I was in my head. Kanye of MCs. <laughs> I was thinking Fucking of a genius <laughs> over here. You guys know you're looking at a genius. We got a goddamn <laughs> genius. We got a goddamn genius to sitting me, right here. I was also thinking of a. Um, this may tie in with your commercial, but I was thinking of a scenario where you were like traveling and really tired, and you're at the rare disease event, but by accident you go into like dance and cheer <laughs> the competition. <laughs> you know, you know spe- speaking of that, <laughs> I, I did. There, there was one time that I've done this where I did. Um, I was in Anaheim. This was four years ago. I was in Anaheim, and I did Monster Jam on Saturday, and there was a cheer event on Sunday. <laughs> so I had sixty thousand people in the stands at Angel Stadium, and I and I, I was the host of the you know the whole thing. You got Grave Digger, you've got Max D, you've got down you know all these big trucks that are there flying forty feet in the air, one hundred and twenty feet through the air, you know whatever backflips and all these things. And the next day, I've got. 15,000 people in the stands want to watch cheerleading. <laughs> and it was the craziest thing. I'm like, I just did Monster Jam. 10,000-pound trucks yeah. yesterday. And this 72-pound girl flying through the air. <laughs> You're not calling her grave digger. Right? <laughs> like, I swear there is not a single person in this world that has ever done that Ever. No, no. All there right. isn't. All right. Ever. Kanye. It was the craziest thing. This is a real Kanye moment. We got to. It's not a Kanye I'm gonna take moment. Your, I'm going to take your trophy at this point. I'm just. I'm sorry. You, Bo, you know I'm what? taking the trophy Beyonce and giving it back to it. Jeff. Beyonce gets it. You know who Beyonce. you're talking to? <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> Beyonce Satan. 
Uh, like, I'm not so the furthest from a genius. Do you have? <laughs> has there been any recent times where you've had stage fright? Like, I mean, at this point, it's if there's there's no amount of people basically in a crowd that could kind of make you go like, whoa. No, I mean it's. It's not stage fright. I mean, I get nervous every single time I, I do anything. And the moment that I stop getting nervous is the moment that I just I just need to stop what I'm doing because it'll just get it become work at that point. Yeah. You know, and it's it's interesting as well. And and not a lot of I me. Mean, Tristan knows this, um, and a few other people know this. But I recently, over the last four years or so, I've gotten a lot of anxiety. Really? Yeah. I would never think that. See, I really would never think that. I know. I mean, I've gotten a lot of anxiety doing certain things. And it's not necessarily be of what I'm doing because I get really excited about what I'm actually about to do. And I was like, what am I about to say? Well, I, in my head, I know what I'm about to say, but it never actually comes out exactly that way. What am I about to say? What am I feeling? What am I going to do? And they're counting me, counting me down. All right, Jeff, we're going to go live in five, four, three. And you're like, what? And then you got to start walking and you got to figure it out. That is exciting to me. It's the stuff that's happening after where you give so much of who you are and what you're about and you're, you're trying to be as aware as possible of everything that's going on around you so you can react and be authentic and be genuine, do everything you need to do. And it takes a lot out of you. It's what happens afterwards. You gotta hang around and you gotta talk to people, which I usually enjoy. But nowadays, I just wanna hurry up and go back to the hotel. Huh. Yeah, and I, so I wanna sit into a bar in a corner by myself. Do I don't want to take pictures. Like I don't want to do anything. I'm just, I just like, I just, I, it's, it sucks. This is a good like time it. to uh, hear about our sponsor, Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> I wonder, I thought that celebrity was spokesperson. I thought that was Coke Jeff. on the table that I snorted a little bit ago, but that was Xanax. I feel really good right now. I feel very just calm and, yeah. Do you think it's because, okay, I'm, I'm going to try on my therapist hat. Yeah. Oh. Do you, uh, Meryl, what if I legitimately? Got this is bad news for you all <laughs> yeah. around. I'm gonna tell you that right Some now. Some people call it a condom, but you know you gotta call that a hat. That's fine. <laughs> Do you think it's because like I mean I, th- I feel like you're very very good at small talk, and if someone's like we're from Iowa, we're visiting, you can get into it all day long. Sure, but yeah, Do you yeah. think it's because they're kind of coming at you to almost like they have expectations on. of you yep, too? Yeah, hundred percent. You gotta so be on. So it's like you you can be on almost in the same way like a like a horse like you're a work you're a worker you know like yeah. you can do that, but then when it's your time. You, I feel like you're also not like, I mean, besides this podcast of naming your career highlights and stuff like that, you're not typically someone that's just like, I've like, I feel like you don't, maybe the anxiety also is you don't like, you feel good about yourself. So you don't have a lot to prove, but I think in a lot of times social situations no, are supposed to be, yeah, that's not it at all where I've got nothing oh, to prove. Where I feel good. Well, no, it's like, I, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm, I'm good enough or I'm, I, I, I can offer so much. That's, I am never satisfied ever about anything that I do, whether it's being a husband, being a, a, a dad, being a host, being an MC, doesn't matter what, I am never satisfied. It's just the fact of you're talking to somebody and you are, I don't even know what the words are. It's, it's, like, you, it's not like I don't want to talk to them. It's I am, I just start, my heart starts going. And really? I start getting, I start, it's almost like you, I'm, I'm nervous. I start getting shaky. And it, it, it hasn't happened. It's just the last four years, five years. It's odd. Are you at all worried that they would say something like mean to you? Like you're on the defense for kind of if they no, were. No, not at all. It's it's just that I'm I, I'm having to put on a, a different side of me that I'm just not ready for. Right. That I used to always be ready for. I looked forward to be like, oh, I want to be noticed. I want to be. Now I don't. Interesting. I don't even like going to like big events anymore. I don't like going to big things. Not because people are going to notice me because pe- people don't necessarily notice me. But it's just going to events and being around a lot of people, I don't. Unless I'm working and I'm hosting and I'm managing the entire experience. And after that, I don't want to do I don't want to be there. 
I think that's understandable. I do too. And honestly, like I kind of like I don't think you should try to. I mean, like to me, it's kind of like every bit of me thinks that you're okay to do that because I feel the same way. Like I'll go somewhere, but then I want to be by myself for a lot, and I kind of have given up of like beating myself up for it. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of reclusive, whatever. But I I still, you know, like it's okay to be a little bit reclusive too. I think I don't know. I don't think we should push ourselves too hard. I used to uh, I used to love being around crowds of people, yeah, and going doing going mm. and doing the hottest thing, or you know even waiting in line in amusement parks. But then I worked in amusement parks for so long, for like fifteen years, and now like it's so weird. I've seen the inner workings and been around it for so long. I won't wait for anything. I'll pull up to a restaurant and if there's a line outside, I'm like, eh, I'll find like, something like else. Like brunch for two hours. I, seriously, yeah. yeah. I just, I hate it. I'm, I'm not gonna do it. And it's not a snob though. It, but people it, no. think that you're trying to be a yeah. snob. And I'm just That's like, not no. it. I'm just, uh, I've done it so long in my life. I'm just like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to be around crowds. And it's weird. I don't get weird about it. Like when I'm in, I'm just like, uh, if I can choose, I'm just not gonna do anything. I don't want to go to Disneyland. I don't want to do any of that yeah. shit. I, I feel I, bad for people. I, <laughs> I, you're, and it's autumn, and and I think that people automatically will think that you're being a snob when you're saying that. You've worked in the industry. Oh, I don't want to do that. I know the inner working. I know how it all works. It's like, yeah, but it's it's not just that. There's everything else that goes along with it. So yeah. I just don't want to be in. And I don't want people to think, oh, he doesn't want to talk to me. You know, people listen to the podcast and they, they see you and they're like, oh, you really don't want to talk to me right, right now. I get that. That's not it. It's going to an event where it's weird. Tristan loves going to events. She loves going to concerts. Because she doesn't do it. I hook her up. Yeah. You go. You go. Take a friend. I don't care how big it is. Bruce Springsteen, I'm okay. I'm good. I yeah. think he's fantastic. I just, I really do not need to go. I kind of feel the same way. Like I bet. <laughs> well, you know, you well, you talk about concerts, this all the time. How yeah. Jack you're, wants to go to concerts all the time. Yes, yeah. you've you're been in the music industry. Yes. but you're like, eh, I could care less. Yep, I don't care at all. I'd rather I could honestly be like at a hotel, relaxing yeah. in a room. I think on the seventh time you interview Jimmy Buffett, you're like, I don't need to go see him in concert. It doesn't you know matter what I mean? to me. And it honestly is the same kind of thing where it's like just people. Like Jimmy Buffett is the same as like a random person to me. I don't know. I mean, there's heroes that we want to talk to that I think. Get Who's it. your hero? Well, I said Alanis. Oh, that's your hero. Yeah. Who's your hero, Jeff? Uh, I think my my biggest hero changes uh, quite a bit because it's people that have don't have fear. Mm. Um, and I, I see those that people so exist. Often. I was going to say, who doesn't have fear? Then? They 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 don't. They have they have a fear of not doing instead of doing. Uh. And like they, if they don't do it, that's when they start getting scared because they start getting really comfortable. And I start meeting a lot of people because I've been doing uh, you know a lot of the back end stuff. You know whether it's being you know, um, like a producer when it terms yeah. of TV talk, but, um, you know, being like a silent investor and you want to be part, you want to, you want to, you're, you're creating content, but on the back end of things, you're like a developer as well. Yeah, I see you, you are. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what I've been doing quite a bit and partnering up. And you see a lot of people that have just this, there's, they're young. It's like, man, where did you, if I had what you had when I was your, uh, oh, when yeah, I was I've heard that in my it's life like, too. man, where did you get that? That is just the craziest thing, and I, I get inspired by those young kids that just that just don't have that fear. They have a fear well, of and not I think trying. I was just going to say there there's this awesome thing when you meet someone who's a, like in their twenties, a younger person uh, who doesn't understand that that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Like like when they haven't learned that life is going to beat the fuck out of you a little bit, and they just go, no, 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 that's totally acceptable. I can do this, and you go, you just go get it, go. You don't realize that it's hard. Yeah. And, and so, like, it's natural to you, so take it. Go. Yeah. You know? Question. Yeah. You get on a plane. Mm-hmm. 
You go to your seat and you sit down and you can choose anyone to sit beside Ooh. you that's famous or someone that you look up to or whatever. Who would you want to sit beside for a five hour flight? <sighs> um, a, an extremely uh, senior lady that wants to sleep the entire flight. <laughs> <laughs> she passes away like she passes, three hours. <laughs> she passed away and I know she's about to go. But I don't say anything because I'm, I, I know that. This is going to be pretty peaceful. She's not going to. She's approaching talk. rigor mortis. Yeah, I was just going to say, like five going. hours in, she's just full on rigor mortis. Yeah, yeah. Two hours into the flight. Okay, so you wouldn't want to have a great conversation with somebody famous that you've looked up to your whole life. No, because you'd rather be beside an old lady that's dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and kind it, of like this podcast. That's and awesome. it is. <laughs> 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 Where your ninety-year-old grandma passing away peacefully. <laughs> Also, okay, one more thing. Are you hydrating at these events? Because anxiety also comes a lot when you're dehydrated. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, Can you I'm drink hydrating right now. I know, but well, you're hydrating with water at the end of these events. Because also, what if you're just dehydrated as well and it's causing some chemical I like this imbalances. idea that Meryl's going to somehow fix water? your problems right now I in this moment that. with water. Just, even if that's not the problem. He's a sponsor of Band-Aid? <laughs> I mean, no, we're going back to Xanax. Oh, we're going okay, back to Xanax. And also, also, I have a really bad habit of um, when anyone's phone does anything, I look. And I always like look at Bo's phone. It's something we talk about. And I'm yeah. seeing now, is that Dexter from The Offspring? Can you say that? Is that him texting you right now? Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, you guys! Meryl Stop looking at my phone. Meryl, oh, you got oh, one eye on Bo and you got one on me, and they're taking a chameleon yep. right now. See? This is scary. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, she's gonna look at your phone. It's a problem that keeps happening. A chameleon. <laughs> Sure, I thought she was I'll looking at my it. crotch, but my phone is right here. I yeah. forgot all that. I this is I was the most exciting yeah. phone peeking I've ever done before. Where? Okay, so you're friends with Dexter from The Offspring. Yeah, Dexter Holland and I. We've, we've known each other for uh, for quite a few years. So Dexter um, Dexter owns Gringo Bandito Hot Sauce, and Dexter has this thing about hot sauce. He loves hot sauce. Huh, I'm not sure. And so, um, so Dexter came out with this. He's also friends, uh, friends with a guy named uh, Randy Weiner who owns uh, uh, Chronic Tacos. So they've known each other for a long time. Huh. I've known them. And so we every year we have this thing called Gringo Bandito Chronic Taco Eating Contest. Oh. And so when I host that thing, Kobayashi flies in. We have all these other eaters oh, around the Kobayashi, country. really? Kobe's awesome. Yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, the champion of eating hot dogs at Nathan's Hot Dog. He eating, was right? until they so, banned him. What, yeah. Why'd they ban him? Oh, they oh, you got to read the story. you got to get online and just type all in right. Kobayashi uh, banning... Uh, Nathan's. And wait, what's this event? The event you said? So yeah, it happens every year. Um, we had it at the Sabrosa Festival um, in, in, uh, in Orange County, Dana Point, the last couple of years. And it's, it's amazing. We've had it at the U.S. Uh, Open uh, Surfing Competition. We've had it at uh, Wee Man's. Oh my so gosh. Wee Man, he owns one of the Gringo Banditos as well. Um, he's friends with, with Randy. We've had it there. We've had it a lot of different places over the years. So Did anyways, we already miss it? Uh, yeah, you missed it. Uh, you missed it this year. Darn uh, it. It'll be coming up again. We'll probably have it over at Sabrosa Festival again in Data Point. But uh, yeah, no, he's texting me. And they do events all over, and he plays in San Diego quite a bit. He's you know from Huntington Beach, lives out in Arizona now. But uh, but yeah, so he was just texting me. Oh my gosh, that's the event. coolest thing that's happened when I've peeked at someone else's phone. <laughs> Usually it's like someone's requesting money on Venmo for Bo or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, great, pay your girlfriend $10. For that's, that's the coolest. That's my celebrity encounter <laughs> for the day. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we're going to do a segment now called yeah. Bug Bites. Yuck! Bug Bites! I've been itching a lot and... Uh, <laughs> It's not because of a bug bite. You got that? <laughs> so, so bug bites is the part of the show where we talk about something that we fucking hate. 
So whatever it is, is there something out there that really fucking gets under your skin? What's rattling just, your? It chamber? doesn't matter how random or ridiculous it is. It's just like the kind of thing that just itches at your fucking skin. God, you know, you know what's funny is this has probably come up today. I love that you guys have this segment because it works out perfectly for something that I thought of today. Watching, uh, watching France and Argentina. You know what I hate most in life right now what? is soccer players. <laughs> oh wait, those fuckers fall down and you and they, th- and, they, and, they and they put this face on like they're about to give birth right now. Like their their the kneecap, grimace. their kneecap just switched. It just did a 360 and then 20 seconds later they're holding the other knee. It's like, "What? What yeah. are you talking?" And then they I get up 10 I... seconds after that and they kick a goal. It's yeah, like that I until, hate that until the play is called, they act like they're in the worst pain of their life, and then yeah. as soon as they're like, "Okay, no, no call is made," then they go, "Okay, cool, let's go back to it." I'm That's like, right. "You fucking fakers!" Yeah. I hate that part of soccer. Yep, I do too. If you could take that out, you know what? This, hockey doesn't have that. No, not at all. Hockey is nonstop you lose a tooth action. If you're gonna do that, and if then you're it's like bitch it's out fighting, like that. and nobody's falling down, going, ugh, ugh. They're just like, "Let's beat it out." Yep. You know, beat it out. Uh, yeah, beat it out. You know? Yeah, and then. It's just like nonstop soccer, and and you know what else has it? Kind of, it's seeping in is basketball. Basketball, yeah. Basketball, we got a lot of fakers. Oh, I got you get a hundred fifty-seven million dollar contract over four years. Yeah. You know, you're gonna cry whatever you can because yeah. you got your agent up your ass. Yeah. See, I have anxiety going to LeBron watch games. Going to Lakers, really? The same way oh, you, never mind. you, the same way you probably <laughs> feel at uh, events afterwards. Like if I'm sitting at a, a sports event. I'm just kind of like, why am I here? And I like start biting my nails. Like I feel anxiety at sports events. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I feel. I, <laughs> I, 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 like how, I like how Meryl goes back to the anxiety. She's yeah, really hammering in on you. <laughs> I'm like, also, I have adult psoriasis. <laughs> <laughs> and schizophrenia. Daddy. <laughs> I got schizophrenia. You got psoriasis. So, yeah. You know? Is there one soccer player you hate the most? No, all of no, them. No, they all are all like of this. Them. I agree with you 100% yes. right now. I hate And it's so players. relevant. It's so relevant right now. So, I it love is. this bug bite segment yeah. you have. It's so relevant. And it's they're, they're just weak. It's like, you know, earn your... Earn that free kick. Yeah. You know what? Don't just fall down and then you're going to roll around and hold both knees and you forget after a minute which knee was actually you're trying to fool. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm mad at soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Meryl, do you got a bug bite? (laughs) Yes. Tell me. Party buses. (laughs) You hate party party buses. buses. I'm anxious and I own it and I fucking hate the idea of being stuck on a bus with other human beings with alcohol around for eight hours. People that go on party buses are like the lowest common denominator of people. <laughs> then we should never go on my boat. Oh, it's a party! Boats? It's a, it's a party, party bus boat. with pon- two pontoons. I mean, yeah. it's that's what it is. It's like it's like a floating trailer, and you're trapped for real on water. Asterisk boats. I handpick my own bus, like on a boat. Okay. And party buses on in the air and the sea are exempt of my hatred. Okay, got it. Okay, party question. Bus, yes. Question: limo or party bus? Both loserish. Because uh, the the it's problem like, with oh, the limo, you a limo, no, you're like living big. The for problem one with the limo is you have to sit down. There's really no moving around on a party bus. At least you can stand up. There's That's a pole true. there. There's a pole. You can get the party started. You're right. And a boat, you can walk around. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And there's a, boat, a bathroom. Yes. A, a limo is awful. If you want to go from the front of the limo to the back of the limo, you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. What are you gonna do? Crawl over seventeen people? Give me a break. A no. party bus is the poor man's boat, and I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like party buses either. But I do like to drive on the highway beside one and look up and you yes. see all the like the neon lights. You're like, what's going on up there? Yeah. Oh, awful stuff. Also, Just like awful people. I don't have eight hours to drive around to craft breweries in San Diego. I need uh, to do laundry. I need to brush my dog. I have stuff I have to do. 
<laughs> so fuck you, party buses. <laughs> I don't even know how to follow that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how do you well, follow? How what? do you follow? I've got laundry to do. Fuck you, party buses. I'm looking at you right now. You're 20 year old. I just got back from Temecula throwing up in that's your boyfriend's lap with a streamer coming out your ass. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what a party <laughs> bus is, right? You party on the way up, you sleep on the way back. You I don't like mean, it. <laughs> I don't like it one, one bit. Oh. Bobo. I got a bug bite. And it? actually, you brought it up earlier, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do that. Wife beaters. I fucking hate wife beaters. But one, because why are they called wife beaters? Are we still calling them wife beaters yeah, in 2018? Change. But regardless, when you say wife beater, you know what it is. Have you ever had a friend who wore a wife beater? Yes. And are they still your friend? Uh, yes, not as, but he was a drummer. So I, it, oh, like, that's a double whammy. And he oh, and he's lived with his girlfriend who had to like pay for him, which <laughs> is like the stereotypical. Dude, there's nobody of, of like, <laughs> nobody of good content wears wife beaters. I'm sorry. If you're out there and you're listening and you're in a wife beater, just log off. Just let me try to delete your membership to this. Cancel your uh, subscription to Xanax, our sponsor, and just fucking go <laughs> die. I hate wife beaters so much. I grew up in Ohio, and the state bird is a wife beater. Let me just <laughs> tell you that. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Oh, I got one more thing. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Okay, this is kind of like an intuition thing. Is I went to text Jeff to even ask him to be on Campfire Shit Show, and at the and same he said, time... new number, who dis? No, no, no. At the same time... <laughs> Jeff liked a photo of mine on Instagram, and I feel like I'm psychic. What do you mean? With Jeff. Like, you mean you had texted him, and then he liked the photo? Or he liked the photo, and then you texted him? um, Or it happened at the exact same same time? Like, you were, tech, 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 and then you went to send, and it was like, boop. Correct. Wow. I got a notification. Jeff Kraft liked your photo, and I took that as a sign that I was in the right place at the right time. Jeff, do you have any psychic abilities? Just watching you guys, and if you're at home listening, Watching these two just go back and forth just now, and all all, all the noise that he made, he was like he was like a game. He was he was like a game the right there. It was like a, yeah, he he was like a voiceover for a game. She was, and I'm just happen to be here. Um, <laughs> yes, <yeah>, so that's <laughs> really good. Um, psychic abilities. Uh, I would never say psychic abilities. Intuition. Here's you know what. Here's an interesting story that happened not too long ago. So oh my God, daughter. Here we go. Yeah, you have it. You have a minute. Good. It's gonna take four. So, um, <laughs> so my daughter, she, when she was six months old, we had a a friend of ours. Uh, he moved from North Carolina. That's where my wife is from. He moved out of here, and his mom moved out of here as well. Her name was Linda, and she watched Charlie. She watched Charlie basically four days a week when I had to do gigs or whatever. She uh, you'd do work, and she grew up with Charlie. And about a year ago. Uh, watching Charlie, um, she ha- she died what? while she was watching Charlie. Not just Charlie, another another kid. Charlie was th- four at the time. and uh, No, not even four. She was three and a half, something okay, like that. Everything that you've just said, you then said, no, not that, this. <laughs> yeah. I'm so fucking confused right now. <laughs> Wait, but you, uh, well, it's a Charlie. No, a different Charlie. He was two. No, he was two <laughs> well, and a half. Uh, you, what, you, what's going on? You put gin in my drink. I'm all screwed <laughs> up. So, uh, but, so she... <laughs> She did. She died, and she did actually die. I'm not going to go back and go. Oh wait, she did. She <laughs> the dog. Or I, I, had a drink her, I had a drink of her yesterday. That's crazy. Um, but uh, no, she did. She died while she was watching Charlie and a younger uh, one of our friends' kids. And it was odd. About a month prior, I had a dream, a vivid dream, and I told Tristan that uh, that I had this crazy dream that Linda died while she was watching Charlie. Are you what? Kidding? Yeah. 
So we what? Dropped, that's I'm spooky. I don't like that. I don't it like was. that. That's was too specific. This, was it the same way that you dreamt? Like, was it? Yeah, having a heart attack. Are you kidding? So yeah, she we dropped off Charlie like at nine in the morning, and the coroner uh, had said she died probably before ten a.m. And uh, we didn't. I didn't pick up Charlie until five p.m. So she was by herself. She was by herself and an eighteen-month-old, <gasps> and those two just ransacked the entire house. There was dry spaghetti. Uh, there was fruit. There was everything on the floor. The fridge was open. There was it all over. So when I walked up to the house to grab Charlie, I knocked on the door. And nobody answered. I looked in the window, and there was stuff everywhere. I'm like, "Gee, that's not like Linda. She was, she cleans up." I walked in. There's stuff everywhere. I didn't see any kids. I'm like, "Oh crap! Somebody just stole the kids. Linda's gone." Um, and then I see Charlie walking. In. Oh no, I saw the the 18-month-old walking over from the bedroom, crying with a onesie on, supermaning it. The feet weren't in, just the arms in. <laughs> and uh, and then Charlie walking in. Daddy, daddy. I was like, Charlie, what happened? Where's Linda? Linda went to sleep and she never woke up. Oh. I don't know you why found she didn't the wake body? up. So I said, oh, shit. So I'm like, where's Linda? She's back there in the room, Lewis's room. Oh, my gosh, I, I never walk back there. And so I, I sat Charlie down and Lewis. I said, you guys stay right here. I walked back, Linda, on her back. I mean, I, I mean it's it? an older lady. And I was, I'm like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? And I didn't try CPR. I, you could just tell me. Blue, everything, oh. ears. I mean, there she was gone. And You're like, get this woman on a flight. I'm ready to sit beside <laughs> her. <was> like, <laughs> I don't God. Love right now, but Linda's that, family, if you're listening. Based on our conversation, is like, that is an ideal flight from here to Costa Rica. I Come on, Linda. You're you ready to go on vacation? Oh, man. But That's Linda tough. was, yeah, and it was a friend of ours, um, you know, Robbie uh, was my, uh, my wife's, you know, one of her good friends. It was his mom. So in my mind, I'm like, I've got to go talk to Charlie. Uh, Louis, 18 months old, he has no idea. But I got to call Tristan. I got to call the police. I got to call Robbie. And let him him know all of this. And so Charlie's like, what happened? And just about three weeks prior, we were having a conversation with Charlie about our dog, Pete, who's now 15 years old, about where he's going to go and what's going to happen. So when she said, what happened to Linda? I said, Linda died, honey. Linda Linda dies after I called the police, um, the fire department. Linda died. She goes, so she's never coming back? But she'll always watch down on us, right? She'll, oh. She's going. She's going to like a fun place and going to go play with her friends. That's what we told Pete. Well, what we told about Pete. He'll play with all of the dog friends yeah. he's known over the years that died. And um, so but yeah, they're just watching sudden, down on us. Watching that's down a on creepy us. gladiator style. Like watch down on me, dogs and Linda. That's right, and that's Ugh. what they are. They absolutely they're, they're drinking gin, walking, watching down on us right now. <laughs> oh boy! So could you <laughs> tell? Imagine if you think about this idea of all the people who die before you that just like sit up there and look down oh, on I you mean, and like, laugh everyone. at us. It's like a stadium style, yeah. like, style while you're out there doing your shit. Like that's going to be weird when you're doing weird kinky anal oh, shit. Great. Like, oh, yeah. oh great. Now grandma's watching me do this. Yep. That's exactly what she's doing. Oh, Linda. Yep. Eat, eat, eat. You saucy bitch. Drinking gin and some celery. <laughs> I don't mean to be disrespectful. I know that's a crazy. Situation. Oh no, it, it, it's a, cra- it's a crazy story. And, uh, but yeah, but I, about like I said, like a month before that, I had the dream wow. that she was that she died at a heart attack oh watching Charlie. Gosh. What a specific and she did. That is very specific. Yep. And gosh. then when and Linda and I told Linda that I was like, I had this crazy dream that you died. <gasps> oh, you told her. Ew. Oh, I did. When she was having a heart attack, she's like, he did this. To yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah, some black magic on her. Oh. Damnedest thing. And she and she said, well, if that ever happens, she goes, just make sure that you're gonna have fun at the wedding. I want you guys to have fun, have drinks, and all this fun stuff. I'm like, absolutely. Is that? But, yeah. She yeah. Did, yeah. Did you have a good funeral or was it fun? Oh, well, Robbie had the decision on all that. And it was it was it was a celebration of life, but it was not what she wanted. Mm. In my mind, Robbie, if you're listening, 
is not what he's your not mom listening. Wants. I, I'm pretty sure he's not listening. Got it. Say, so it's like tonight in San Diego. So uh, <laughs> none of the <laughs> stuff is plugged in. None of it. <laughs> none of it was working right now. So, but no, but no, no. She that's that's what, that's what she wanted. But yeah. no, and she she died what she loved. She uh, Robbie's not gonna ever have kids, yeah. and she died watching kids, Aww. grandkids doing what she absolutely loved. And uh, I mean, we talk about this this idea. Like, I think people should talk more about how they want to have their funeral because it's going to yes. happen. It's an inevitable thing, yeah. right? So like for me, I want to have my right arm propped out of the casket and have people go by and go, good game, good game, and just slap it and then have like <laughs> snow cones at the end. Just like everybody gets a snow cone. Fuck it. Just good game, fun. guys. Play rock music. Not really rock music, but like fun music. Yeah. I don't want any of that bullshit. It's like, Sad in yeah. here. So I'm gonna play Counting Crows. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long December. Yeah, just don't die in like a on November or December. Okay. So I, I want to put so you guys put that out there. Uh, I know we're gonna close yes. the end of the, end of the yeah. time here. So if I do die at any yes. point, and yes. we put it and, out uh, there. you guys, you guys, you guys know me, and everybody that's listening yep. right now, uh, Tristan, if you're listening, you don't listen to me at home. So you're not listening to this <laughs> anyway. So anybody that's listening right now, this is how I want to go. I want to have a party on the boats. I want to tie up both boats together. I want to go ahead and have a party everybody's drinking and i love jumping off the top deck of the boats i want you to throw me off the top deck of the boat whether it's really in with my body or you creaming me i don't know it's gonna be your body we're gonna make sure it's your body perfect because i do i want to wash up up on paradise point at barefoot bar (laughs) and i want to just go with a smile on my face going shit give me a gin shot yeah you know so but i mean that that's what i want to do i want to have a party on the boats because i love being on a boat if you guys know me on instagram or social media i'm always on the boat if i'm home and throw me off the top deck i want to jump off one more time all right. Oh, I love that. We're gonna make sure that happens. Perfect. You'll get thrown off the ship show. You're both yeah. the, ship off the ship show. Ship show or ships sh- and giggles. I got both of those boats. If We're you see them in Mission Bay, live. I got both of those boats. <laughs> we will record live. And Done. all you'll hear is like, and here you go. Bloop. Oh my god. <laughs> and a splash. Well, hopefully that won't happen. But for put all a beam and coke in my hand. Oh. On my way down. You got it. Zip tie, I got zip ties day. on. I got zip ties and bungee cords on the boat. Oh no my Put that goodness. cup in my hand. This is great. I just count on you guys to a donate me to science. I would Don't like to worry. go to the Smithsonian Museum. The government Museum will make sure of that. Next yeah. to the mammoths. <laughs> and B, you guys have to clear my history because it's fucked up. I can <laughs> so that's it. On I'm your laptop you, or your phone or both? Every single device I have. Really? Even like devices that you think are broken, clear that. Wow. <laughs> She's like, clear my TomTom from 20 that years ago. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Gonna, we, we have a lot more to talk about after this podcast is over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're going to do the next one on Jeff's boat. The ship well, show. Well, we're not hopefully Next time we see you, we're going to get on your yeah. ship. Done. Show. Cool. And we're going to do the ship, have a show show on my the ship show. show. Well, yeah. Jeff, thank you. Where can people find out everything about you? Uh, you know, I. So in a couple of weeks, whenever this is going to come out, I'm not really sure. But On Camera Dad is going to be my new blog that's going to be coming out. I also have, uh, so On Camera Dad, the blog. Um, I'm going to have a podcast with my 15-year-old son talking about teenage life. Oh, What's yeah, it like I to have that. What about teenage life? What's it like to be a teenager? It's not that's me awesome. judging him. That's it's awesome. It's me finding out what the fuck are they thinking about. You should have his like, prom dates on. And yeah, yeah. Totally. I'm going to have some. And this is going to go on for a while because he'll be a teenager for a while. So going to find that. out some shit. So that's going to be on On Camera Dad. Instagram is just Jeff Craft. Uh, you spell that? Yeah, J-E-F-F-K-R-A-P as in Paul, F as in Frank. Because if I say K-R-A-P-F, it sounds like S-craps. It's not craps, it's craft. So, uh, no, Jeff Craft, that's going to be on Facebook. That's Instagram and Twitter. But I primarily, I primarily do uh, Instagram. Jeff, you're awesome. Yes, I love you dearly. I love you guys. You guys, this was fun. Thank you. We should do this every week. If you're you guys, welcome. If you, guys, if you guys are really not looking for listeners, we should do this every week. <laughs> Yo, you we're would not. Get us we're at not. Least that's our. De- that's definitely not even our secondary. So, 
It's great to talk with you, and uh, we'll be looking out for you. Yeah, I'll be looking out for you guys. I'll see you at your funeral. Done. All right. Love you. We'll jump together. Bye. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stack. Hey campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Say thanks.